Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. Over here in the United States of America, we are celebrating Thanksgiving, and we'd like to lean into that and dedicate an entire episode to the many things Corey and I are thankful for in the ServiceNow space. We've got a wide range of tools and experiences and people where we feel we just wouldn't be who we are and the ecosystem wouldn't be where it is without them. This episode is brought to you by DotWalk.io. They are the makers of Bootstrap, which is an AI-powered utility for ServiceNow. And it looks at your data and determines for you how you have been working in that system. And then it populates that into your own ServiceNow ATF test cases. Is there even a more obvious use case for AI on ServiceNow, Robert? I can't think of any because you just think about how critical ATF is becoming. We have years old systems with tons of configurations. We really should be testing these things at a push of a button every upgrade, every night. You really can't have too much of it. The idea is to have code that works without defect. And so having an automatic framework, being able to do testing at a push of a button really unlocks a lot of value for you and your team. And as ServiceNow expands into all these different use cases, there's going to be zero tolerance for mess ups. It's one thing for IT stuff to not work, but you get HR not working. You get like manufacturing ops, hospital systems not working. Forget about it. You're fired. Everybody's fired, especially you. Getting ATF is critically important. It is the next maturity level of service now that everybody's going to have to get to. And if you think about the just preposterous amount of hours it's going to take you to build solid ATF cases to actually run, you're talking about taking a year off just to do that. Stop all that nonsense. Go look at dotwalk.io. Okay, with that said, let's start giving some thanks. I'm going to start things off and I'm going to go way back to basics here. And I am just so thankful that ServiceNow designed list views to work the way they do. It feels like of all the dead sexy stuff that they've put in the tool, every single day I'm on a list view somewhere saying, no, click filter that out. Click after that date. Click show matching and filtering tons of data down to just the data I want. And then right click copy that query so I can put it into an add encoded query somewhere. Absolutely. That's been just such a solid, reliable workhorse for doing whatever you need to do in ServiceNow for 15 years. Nobody can beat that. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that, whoever's idea that was. And let me tell you, what's really awesome about that is that you don't even have that kind of functionality in Excel. The whole list view, if you think about Excel, with you combined with the the power of the ServiceNow contextual list view, it would just be amazing. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons why I can't use Excel because I've used ServiceNow first. (laughs) I can't use anything that's tabular that has more than 10 rows. Right. I'll just be like, everywhere, just like, where's the right click? Oh. Yes. When I go in this Excel to filter data, and it's like this cumbersome thing. In ServiceNow, I find the one thing that I like. I right-click show match, and then boom, all of a sudden, everything redraws, and I'm where I want to be. You just can't beat that. And if we're talking about, though, what I'm thankful for, the first thing that comes to mind is right-click everything. I don't know who it was who first taught me this right-click everything. I know it was someone from ServiceNow, the company itself. I think it might have been in, in my system admin training course. But it has just stuck with me, and it's one of the things that I tell to anyone who's new to the platform. Everything. Everything. Is, there's just a, such an abundance of richness in that context menu. And that context menu is, again, it's contextual, right? Mm-hmm. So on a form, right-click on the field, 
you get this rich list of things that you can do on the list view as we were just talking about right click and show matching filter out click export to csv or even excel or like pdf inspect a field what's this called in the back end do you yes. right click the field yeah or do you remember the first time you discovered show xml click show xml <laughs> You are reading my mind because I was exactly where I was going. <laughs> Click show XML. Dude, like mind blown, right? It's so useful. I use it literally every day. I pr it's probably the thing that I use the most on the ServiceNow platform. Being able to actually see those field names when you're actually coding and, mm -hmm. and, and comparing things like, oh my God, it's so, yep. yeah, it literally, I'm, I'm speechless as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. Next up for me is Explore by ShareLogic, formerly Whitespace Studios. It is, I know they keep resetting the count and I hate that, but Explore is the most downloaded app on Share. It's the most downloaded thing in the ServiceNow ecosystem. Literally thousands of ServiceNow devs have used this. And if you're not one of them, like you gotta fix that. Explore is a tool that sits in ServiceNow and it's like a software development utility. You can do scripting in it. You can inspect objects. You can explore the table structure. We have an entire tutorial, seven-part tutorial that I will post into the description of this podcast, so be sure to check that out. But Explore has saved ServiceNow developers tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of hours at this point in just building scripts and exploratory value in ServiceNow. It is the single most useful thing that has not been developed by ServiceNow for ServiceNow. I totally agree with you on that, Robert. I have one use case I remember using Explore for, and, and I've used it for dozens, but this one continues to pop out in my mind. I was building a survey report for a client, and this is before performance analytics. And anyone who has ever reported on surveys knows that all the data is spread over tens of tables, and not literally tens, but a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so stitching it all together and trying to make a complete picture with it so that a client can just run a report, like it's, it's practically impossible. So I had to build custom tables, I had to build uh, custom queries. There's a lot of glide aggregate going on. And Explore made all of that a lot easier than it would be if I'm just in the background script editor with no context, just run through that stuff. Yeah, Explore saved my life on that one. The next thing that I'm thankful for, PDI. It's not a public display of infections. It's actually a personal development instance. Like, I don't know where you were when ServiceNow implemented personal development instances, but I can remember exactly oh. where I was. I can remember what I was doing. I was literally still working for the last corporate job I ever had. I was sitting in my queue reading on the internet and I saw this was like breaking news and I was like, boom, personal development instances. And all of a sudden overnight, my life changed. There is literally, literally nothing more useful than having your own service now instance as a developer yeah. and being able to trial new techniques for development, just get your skill up to build things that you might even use personally that you're not building for any clients. I've got customizations and apps and such that I run in my personal development instance that help me with my life, my personal life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm managing some of my finances and service now. Maybe none of the, the confidential stuff, but just keeping up with the recurring nature of bills mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's amazing. PDIs are the unsung hero of the entire ServiceNow ecosystem and a pillar of its success. How many billions of dollars is ServiceNow worth right now? And it, they wouldn't have been able to make half of that without PDIs. It's what put them on the map. It's what allowed their talent to grow at the speed that it does. And it pisses me off. 
<laughs> when these ran over, oh, ran over. <laughs> yeah. it pisses me off when it's just like another thread somebody who's been on service now for months like, eh, it kind of sucks that they fall asleep though what kind of company is this <laughs> i was there when i had to just share one one demo instance with everybody else so i'm getting into work at five in the morning so i could try something out on a demo instance and god damn it hp was there before me trying to sabotage the one demo instance so that yes. service now looks like fools in front of their customers okay and so they tried to scale and they tried to scale and they tried to scale and man nothing beat it when everybody was allowed to have their instance that thing could fall asleep that thing could take an hour to recover and i would still wake up every morning and just it's a great day like yeah <laughs> you just have no idea the amount of pain and suffering it would take to, to build anything before there were PDIs or to up your skill level. You just have to imagine in your head, uh, if I built this business rule, what would it do? And you're thinking about it in your head. It doesn't work. Yes. Sorry, I, t- I yes, totally went there. <laughs> <laughs> you did go there. You did. Go there. But it's true. In my opinion, right? Like there are two classes of developer. Like there's before the personal developer instance and after. Like, I mean, if you cut your teeth before there was a PDI, man, you got skills. It's another level. And after PDI, you grew up in the lap of luxury. We went from a, a horse and carriage, right? Mm-hmm. into Straight to a Tesla. Yeah. With that so. button that makes you go fast. All right. Yes. Hit with the next one, Corey. <laughs> this list would be a failure of a list if we did not mention the wiki. Again, right? Look, there's probably some silence out there. People are scratching their head. What's the wiki? Again, there's a certain class of development. This thing is that line in the sand. If you know what the wiki is, you're a better class of developer than for folks who don't. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to rat on, on the new guys, right? I'm sure you guys are skilled in all of that, but like the wiki, man, the wiki was what made ServiceNow approachable. As mm-hmm. someone who never used it before, and you're all trying to metaphorically crowd around one computer and code on a demo instance and trying to figure out how this magical thing works, ServiceNow published this wiki, which told you how it works mm-hmm. in great detail. Literally, it yeah. code examples. Pictures I, and more pictures. Yes, <laughs> back channel discussions oh, behind yeah. the behind the scenes oh man dude like and everything's hyperlinked to each other so you can get on the wiki and lose an afternoon yeah. or day yeah just trying to figure out is current dot something available you get in there next thing you know you're looking at scripting clues and you're down in workflow somewhere and you're yeah. building subflows and it had nothing at all to do with whatever you were building to start with yeah <laughs> it's just the wiki put it out there for you made it really cool so look, if you don't know what the wiki is, do yourself a favor. Google it, wiki.servicenow.com, and, and look at the old pictures. Well, you you, use that app on Pro where he's actually got links to the old wikis that are yes. like back in the time machine land. But the thing that... I I take nothing away from Docs, I think has earned its space as the spiritual successor to wiki. And yeah. in some respects have superseded it like i love on docs how you could just switch the version and then you get whatever yeah. the page you're on and it's for that version and so there's a massive they need a massive team now but wiki is imagine this the, a rocket ship and we've just been blasted into space and nobody knows where this thing is going all we know is it's going faster and more people are being put on it so wiki was all these engineers both in service now and out just running around posting up faqs and how-tos and images of how to keep this ship flying 
Because there is no way their content teams were going to keep up with the amount of expansion and the amount of people coming in and asking, how do I do? How do I do? So the original wiki had a definitively how-to element to it versus describe what's there. And so it just had way more multimedia experience, even for its age. And so big, huge shout out to Wally Marks. He's the guy at ServiceNow that at least when I was using the wiki, he got it together. And I I just shout out to the wiki. The wiki saved ServiceNow's hide. So thankful for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't mention the wiki without mentioning SNC Guru. So this is this was the things. This was the things that you could do to learn back in the day was wake up at three in the morning and try and get to the demo system. Or go to the wiki. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> or go to this site called SNC Guru. Like you've heard the name, right? You can barely like you, you have to Mark Stanger. That <laughs> Mark Stanger was the sorry. Mark Stanger was the brain trust of SNC Guru. And he put up so much gold nuggets every day. That would be like, you would start your day on the wiki. You'd spend a couple hours there. Then you'd get onto SNC Guru. What did Mark say? Holy cow, Mark found a way to whatever. <laughs> and then right. it would be like, it's 3 p.m. I should probably do something. <laughs> SNC Guru is again, just gasoline poured on the service now fire. And Mark put the entire team up on his back and ran that 105 yard touchdown for the entire yeah. service now community. I can't imagine would service now have scaled the way it did if Mark didn't run those yards with the entire team on his back. Man, and that's a funny thing to think about, right? Because I'm starting to see a theme. When I think about the wiki and I think about SNC Guru and how ServiceNow as a company evolved and as a product and ecosystem, the theme is a lot of community help, a lot of people helping people. And this one wasn't on the list, but I am extremely thankful for the ServiceNow community as a whole, past, present, and the future. Because without them, I would not be the ServiceNow architect, developer, I am right now. There's so much that I owe to Mark Stanger and SNC Guru. There's so much that I owe to the Wiki. There's so much that I owe to Docs right now. Mm -hmm. There's so much that I owe to community and all the MVPs there. And even the lesser known folks there, because I always got like an esoteric question on community. I don't have anything that's been upvoted 30,000 times. I got that one question that when you want to rail at the internet, right? When somebody asked this five years ago and, and there's no uh, comments to it, and you're like, what you see? Yeah. That's the questions that those are the questions that I have. And typically on the community, somebody else has had that question and somebody, if you search hard enough, has found it. You, you don't know, have to yeah, search we, hard, really. Yeah. Do you know what else I love about the community is that service now knows that the community punches above its weight. The community has yeah. been this this place that quietly, I can't tell you how many tens of millions of dollars the community has saved the ecosystem, protecting the ecosystem from horrible decisions being put in place on implementations. <laughs> right? Every, it, if only 10% of the threads are like, no, don't do that. Right? <laughs> it adds up. There's hundreds of thousands of posts. They've saved tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. Just everyday folks saying, no, that's a dumb idea. Let me show you how to do it and and also hey look namaste to all the indian guys and girls because when those people found out that there's a community and they could get points and that they would be shouted out saying like glory to the mvps man you can't like there's not a question that stays open for more than 10 seconds because that indian culture of go in help out get it answered i love you guys namaste for that yeah man absolutely and i was laughing for most of that because i'm the guy sometimes who's in there as asking the question so i'm thinking about building like a copy of the user table not really but it's (laughs) something crazy like that and somebody's come on back in off the ledge (laughs) (laughs) 
about we talk it over? <laughs> yeah, man. Like you just literally like the community is so thankful. We're not even halfway. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Like All right. here we go. Okay, but, so but there's Mark's, more. <laughs> yeah. Mark Stanger was supposed to be the bridge into how we're thankful for different people in our careers now that just made it happen. Corey, why don't you lead yeah. off? Yeah, absolutely. I am extremely thankful for Jeff Nickel and Stephanie Fairbanks over at JIT. Jeff and Stephanie are two of the best people in the ServiceNow ecosystem to know. And I've had the pleasure of working with them for over five years. Long story short, I was working a corporate job and it was a great job and I loved it. And I've got nothing bad to say about it. It was probably the, the best job I've ever had in my life, second to working for myself. So that's very high praise. However, they came and it was like, hey, we got a vision. How about you come consulting and come over here to JIT and let's, let's do this thing. And, and it made sense. And I made the leap. And five years later, I'm still over here in the ecosystem. I'm still consulting. I, I owe all of that to that conversation that I had with those guys. And I can't thank them enough. Like, seriously, it changed my life. It is yep. as life-changing to me as, as so many things. And and I can't say enough good things about them. Jeff is salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. He's he's the best guy to ever meet. If you ever need anything, just give him a call. He's, he's the best person to know in the ServiceNow ecosystem. And Stephanie's not very far behind. So, look, again, I can't say too much good about them. We talked about Stanger. Mm -hmm. Jeff Nickel is another guy who put the entire ecosystem up on his back and ran for a 105-yard touchdown. There was a time where every part was using Jeff's resources and Jeff at JIT was pushing through like 30, 40% of the entire ecosystem's work. Jeff took all the risks and became the bench of the ServiceNow ecosystem when they needed it most. And ServiceNow would have been nothing. They never would have been able to get the throughput unless it had been for Jeff Nickel. Jeff and Steph are the best kept secrets in ServiceNow staffing. If you're looking at getting your consulting game on or you're a partner and you just need some other way to scale your talent, you contact Jeff Nickel and Steph. Contact information is going to be in the description. All right. Absolutely. I'd like to give thanks to some people that made my career. I tried to build my own consulting practice. I made some awful decisions, partnered with the wrong person, got put in a really bad place, went through two of the worst years of my life, got in all kinds of legal turmoil. I thought it was going to kill me. I remember one night feeling, is this what it feels like to have a heart attack? I was down to my last few hundred bucks and James Neal flew out from England to come see me in Chicago to prep me up and tell me it's going to be okay and then they brought me on at White Space Studios. So James Neal, Tim Short, thank you for that opportunity. It ended up that the White Space Studios product wasn't quite what I'm super passionate and excel at. So we made it a good try and, and we all left amicably, but White Space Studio put me back on my feet when I needed it the most. Love that company. It's now called ShareLogic. Check them out in the description. And I'd also like to give thanks to Mitch Stutler and Rob Walsh of Vivid Charts and to Craig Pratt, their advisor, who told them to get that Fedoric fellow that runs his <laughs> mouth a lot. <laughs> so Vivid Charts is the thing that I love to do. The Vivid Charts dynamic the product what the product does is what i love to do and just get the information in front of the people that need it most in a timely manner in a thing that they'll actually read so big thanks to mitch stutler and rob walsh and craig pratt vivid charts for taking a chance on me amen brother amen the next person that i'm extremely thankful for in the service now ecosystem is somebody that you guys probably haven't heard too much about but someone everyone should know his name is joe jogman Joe used to run the, uh, the practice, the ServiceNow practice over at uh, Ahead for a time, and now is over at GIT running the solutions practice there. 
Joe is the guy who always sets me straight whenever I'm in need of a, a crisis intervention, right? Like I find myself asking questions like, how would you sell this service? How would you frame this delivery? What do you think about if this client needs X, Y, and Z? Do you think they're nuts? Am I nuts or are they nuts? Joe is, I don't know, he's like my, like the godfather mentor for me. Like he's my consigliere, right? <laughs> That's mm. the best way to put it. He's the guy that I go to when I'm at my wit's end and I need someone who's done this better, bigger, stronger than I have to tell me if I'm on the right trail or if I'm nuts. And he has been that guy for me for the, the last three years that I've known him. And I can't appreciate that more. It's seriously a, a role that is really hard to fill. And I am a better person for having known him. So I am extremely thankful for my relationship with him. Yeah, that dude's not enough people know about Joe. We should have him on the show. We really should. We should. That's a good idea, Robert. We Somebody tell him, Joe, where are you at? <laughs> Why are you dodging us? <laughs> Pick up the phone. <laughs> All right. I am thankful for Dana Haynes. And Dana's not a conventional ServiceNow resource, though she does work at ServiceNow. She just works in her multimedia teams. And for those of you who don't know, I have a podcast and also a YouTube channel. And if you've ever looked at my material on the YouTube channel and say, hey, that production work is pretty decent. It's because I've been bugging Dana on Twitter. Hey, does this look nice? Like, how do I make this look nice? How do I make this work? And Dana has always made herself available to show me a way to visually get my story there. So every visual component to every story I've ever told, Dana's been behind that for the last two years. Didn't have to, just took time out of her day, lent me the resources of her multimedia team to teach me stuff I didn't even know. Always there, always helping me out, has put me on a level where I'm at today. YouTube channel with a thousand subs. Oh, a whole ton hey, of that hey. to you, Dana. Thanks so much. Nice. Uh, so my next person is uh, someone completely outside of the ServiceNow ecosystem, yet contributed so much to my ServiceNow life. And he probably doesn't even know this, so it's probably going to come as a surprise to him. But Mark Andrus is one of my old bosses. He, he is the guy who I was reporting to before I left my last job. And he's the guy who introduced me to ITSM. At the time he introduced me to ITSM, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I was like, what the heck is this crap? I'm a grizzled IT guy at this point. IT guys don't want to log incidents. Like we don't want to do tickets. I was a bit resistant, but Mark kept pushing, not just with me, but with the whole team. He got us all trained up on ITIL foundations. He kept evangelizing like the ITSM methodology and how it's going to transform our whole group. And fast forward a few years, and he was absolutely correct. We were way more professional after we adopted those methodologies, and it really infused itself into the group. We ended up going from an, an old product, BMC Magic, which was like our baby step into ITSM. And then we took that and we ran with it to ServiceNow. And without him having the faith in me to both run the BMC Magic product and then the ServiceNow platform at my old gig, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. All, everything that has come since then is due to those decisions, putting me in charge of, at that time, nascent ITSM platform, putting me in charge of the effort to replace it, and then letting me run with the new platform ServiceNow has led me to a situation where I no longer have a boss. It's funny, I don't think either one of us thought that it would leave to me leaving the company, mm -hmm. but ultimately it led to so many opportunities being opened in my life, including this podcast and my friendship with Robert. Yeah, I can't thank Mark enough. He's been an awesome friend. He was an awesome boss. And I really am thankful for everything that he's done. Okay, everybody has their trials of Job. They have that one job that they were never supposed to be on. And either they got in over their head, independent consulting, or their partner said, you're ready, but you're not ready. I got put on one of those gigs once. Like I've never told any 
anybody ever that I'm a CMDP person, let alone an asset management person. And I just, I looked at what I'm supposed to be doing next week and the partner I was working <laughs> for at the time said, oh, you got to go in and do CMDB and asset management workshops for this customer. I'm like, I'm not that dude. No, you are that dude. You'll be fine. Go ahead. And I was just like, ah. I was staying up all night trying to cram all the study material in. I was going out of my mind. I hate failing. I hate failing. I was reaching out to people. Who do you know who could teach me asset management? Who do you know who could teach me? So somebody said, here's Alec Lynn's number. And Alec, dude, took his weekend. He took his weekend off. And he basically said, here's a bunch of material. Read this. Jump on a call with me. Talk it over. And he got me to where I needed to be to deliver those workshops. And he didn't have to do that. I would have been totally, utterly devastated. And my reputation would have taken an incalculable hit if he hadn't had just sacrificed a weekend for me. So big ups to him. Thank you. It's so funny when you start to think about your career and, and the people who had impact on it. Some of these people don't even know, right? So Anthony uh, Tavisuk, right? At my old company. Anthony was working for the team that did the implementation, our phase one, when we moved from uh, Magic to uh, ServiceNow. In, in most phase ones, the team that does the implementation does all the work. There's some testing that the customer does towards the end of the implementation, and then maybe some knowledge transfer and a little bit of handoff. Mm -hmm. But in this specific situation, we did most of this implementation in a series of working sessions where he and I were on the phone together or on the WebEx or whatever the conferencing technology was back then. And we were doing this implementation together and he was giving me homework. And let me tell you, this is a guy who, though I had a bit of scripting experience from DOS and Windows and a little bit of PowerShell, I'd never touched JavaScript in my life at this point. I had no idea mm -hmm. how that even worked. And still his patience with me was just magical. And his ability to actually teach me and pull me along the ServiceNow path left me a competent ServiceNow admin at the end of this implementation. So I am absolutely sure that I would not be where I am now and who I am now in this ecosystem if it wasn't for Tony. So appreciate that. Tony, kudos to you. Thanks Tony. a lot. I have a double whammy here. I am super thankful. This one time, you ever that saying, careful what you wish for? <laughs> Somebody in ServiceNow brought me an opportunity. said, hey, I want you to bid on this opportunity. They want to do ITBM. The other partners haven't presented so well, and nobody gets it at the top level like you do. So I pitched to them. I said, here's how I would do an ITBM implementation. And they came back and they said, this is a lot bigger than everybody else. <laughs> what do you know that they don't? And... <laughs> I just know that these things don't always go according to plan. Let's just break it all out. How long do you think it's going to take to train people? How long do you think it's going to take to get used to it before we even talk about what you need in it? How long do you think that's going to take? And we all came to the agreement that mine was probably a more accurate outlook. And so they said, great, start tomorrow. And I probably should have done the ITBM training. And my intent was, this is going to take months to plow through. I'm going to get the, no, start tomorrow. So it's, oh. So I didn't have the deep ITBM stuff, how resource management works when you're actually doing it <laughs> and all the financial stuff that drives ITBM. And I was at a loss for that, but I was going to be doing workshops in a little bit. So I had to ramp up Dante Hooker and Etta Wilson, both. Both of them are just the top people for ITBM in the ecosystem, period. Dante Hooker and Etta Wilson, both of them took time out of their day. They didn't have to. They took hours of their time and they walked through, here's how it works. And then also, here's how it really works. Because half of ITBM is figuring out, okay, what is the stuff that you have to do that way? And what's the stuff that you have flexibility in? And so they took 
their valuable time and showed me the happy path before I had to show somebody else the happy path. So save my hide. And now people come to me, hey, you're the ITBM guru. Tell me about stuff. I'm like, I owe that all because of Dante and Etta putting me up on their back and running that 105 yard touchdown. Thanks, Dante. Thanks, Etta. Another person that I'm really thankful for is a guy who was also one of my bosses at my last job. And he taught me what I know about people, managing people, interacting with people and understanding people. And from a standpoint of being in group settings and group corporate settings, to be precise. So a lot of what I know when it comes to interacting with clients on a kickoff or just getting the lay of the land politically and understanding how circumstances are impacting other folks in the room, just based on subtle context clues, I learned from him. He was a master. This guy has been a tech manager in the technology field for decades. And he's the first person to tell you that he's not very technical at all. However, he knows people probably better than anyone I know other than my wife. And some of that rubbed off on me. And so when I go into a situation now with my client on that kind of that first date, that first kickoff call, and you're, you're all filling each other out and, and trying to understand what the point of the platform is and how you're going to deliver value and how to have these conversations, making them comfortable with me and allowing me to cut through that pre-project jitter and pre-project nervousness to be able to more effectively help them comes from those examples that he showed me so many years ago. I am extremely appreciative of him showing me the ropes as an IT manager, which I internalized to then become a great IT manager. At least I think I was. And then also in other aspects of my life. So thanks a lot, D. Really appreciate it. This one's going out to a wide swath of people because I've been here at this a long time and there's been a lot of people who have made my career the way it is. Nathan Firth, Jace Benson, Andrew Barnes, and everybody who's in the Dev MVP program. These are people who I reach out to constantly about stuff that I'm not sure about. It's just like the everyday questions. It doesn't make a difference in that day, but when you got a hundred days of that, it really helps. And so Nathan, Jace, Andrew have always taken time out for me. The Dev MVP programs have always taken time out for me. Anybody who Who's ever answered a question on community or the Slack channel? Big kudos for you. Thanks for contributing to the best ecosystem in IT. All right. So there, I've got one other person I'd like to uh, give a shout out to because I'm extremely thankful for him taking a chance on me. His name is Ben Thomas. He really took a chance on me on the project. I know he probably looks at it the other way because he was looking for someone to come in and take over a project that was going not the greatest and wanted me to come in and help get it across the finish line. And I did. And the reason that I'm appreciative of him taking that chance on me is because I learned so much about myself through that project. There was so much that needed to be done on that project, not only just technical stuff, but also client interaction and being able to manage a situation that was technically difficult. It was not just ServiceNow development, it was also web development, which I'm the first person to admit I'm okay at, but not as good at as I am on a ServiceNow standpoint, but also interacting with the people because the project I won't say it was a failing project. It wasn't. We weren't being championed either. They weren't rolling out the red carpet for us. <laughs> it was one of those situations where it was challenging. And it really told me a lot about myself that I can slide in there and I can do what turned out to be a ton of hours on this project technically and people related and get us across the finish line practically on time and deliver a product that we were proud of at the end of the day. And I don't think that he and I thought that we would get to that point at the, at the end of it when we first started that project, but we did. And I'm extremely proud of that. 
and I'm extremely thankful for having met him and that opportunity. All right, folks. So that is the Thanksgiving episode. You can have a real opportunity to be thankful for all the time you're going to save populating all your ETF tests. If you check out our sponsor, .walk.io, the makers of Bootstrap, the AI-powered utility for building ETF use cases. So be sure to check that out. Also, all the stuff that we discussed in our Thanksgiving episode, we're going to do our best to put links in the description. So please forgive us. There's going to be a pile of them, but be sure to check them out. There's a lot of valuable stuff in there. And then another thing I'll ask you to do is when you see this posted on social media, just give it some thought and then maybe put down in the thread what you're thankful about this year. My goodness, 2020 hasn't left a lot to be thankful about, but it's important to look back and see what got me here and what's going to get me ahead. Thanks again for watching. Everybody It's a longer episode. We look forward to seeing the things you were thankful about and we're signing off. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.